Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Wednesday, November 30th, 2022, and we are back for episode 22 of the podcast. So the Grizzlies beat the Knicks in a hard-fought battle on Sunday night in New York, and tonight they travel to Minnesota to take on their newly created rivals, I guess you could say, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, We'll do a quick recap of the game on Sunday against the Knicks and then get right into that game tonight against the Wolves. Very excited for that game. So narrowly beating the Knicks, as I said before, um, on Sunday, they covered the two-and-a-half-point spread just because Jaron Jackson Jr. was fouled with .3 seconds left on the clock to hit the the two free throws needed uh, since they were in the bonus to go over the two-and-a-half-point spread. So clutch free throws there by Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, he may not have known it. He may have known it. I don't know. But clutch free throws there nonetheless for Jaron Jackson Jr. And the Grizzlies were able to cover that two-and-a-half-point spread. Both the teams continue their run in terms of high scoring um, in recent games. So we saw the over hit by over 20 points at the end of the day. Um, these teams just went back and forth. As I kind of predicted, uh, the game in October was the first game of the season. So I think everything was just a bit cagey. Teams are trying to figure each other out. And I think now the floodgates have kind of opened in terms of scoring the ball. Um, I bet the over in the Warriors Mavericks game last night. And that was a perfect example of just how, how, high level these teams have been scoring the ball recently um and i think that's going to continue as these teams just kind of play themselves into form players get healthy all that good stuff so over hit easily there it was over 227 on the night the game finished with 250 points so play of the game is now 13 and 7 on the year john conchar over six and a half rebounds hit very easily he had six rebounds in the first quarter I thought he was going to get the seventh rebound in the first quarter and be the easiest play of the game to ever cash, but he made his wait a bit longer. He finished with eight rebounds on the night, which honestly, when I saw six rebounds in the first quarter, I was very excited for our plus 1,100 John Conchar double-double play to hit, and he only finished with eight rebounds, so a bit disappointing there in terms of the double-double because I was more nervous about the points at that point than anything, but he ended up getting the double-digit points but didn't get the double-digit rebound, so... Is what it is. I mean, plus 1,100 would have been a nice hit, but he cast our play of the game, which is the most important thing. Takes us to 13-7 and seven on the year, which was important. We were on a bit of a losing losing slide there, so good to hit the over 6.5 rebounds for John Conchar there. It was a John Conchar heavy night for me, and the only actual bet I missed besides the double-double, the only one with normal odds was John Conchar over one and a half threes. For some reason, he only took two threes all night, which is very low uh, compared to his normal averages um, in terms of shots taken. So he only took two all night. He made one, therefore did not hit the over one and a half threes, which was the only bet I didn't hit. Like I said, that was... um, not a, a long shot like the double-double was. So looking at some other bets I hit, I had two other ones on the night. Ja, ja Morant over 7.5 assists. He had his career high in assists with 14, so he almost doubled the over-under. That was set at 7.5. Uh, I mean, since Charles Barkley's comments on <laughs> on Inside the NBA, ja, Ja's just been on a complete tear in terms of passing the ball, and obviously that's by intention. That's what Ja Morant does. He takes stuff that people says um, – and uses that as fuel and tries to prove people wrong. So, and I was I was quick on that. I was listening live when, when Charles made those comments. Um, 
And it was I, mean, I just don't understand why he said that. I don't know. He did, clearly doesn't watch the Grizzlies play or clearly does not watch John Morant play. Um, you know, for someone to, to talk basketball every day and not be familiar with one of the best players in the NBA's game is beyond me. But that's besides the point. John Morant over seven and a half assist hit and then last play for that night was the team total 114 and a half never a doubt same thing Grizzlies had been scoring the ball well up to that point and the Knicks had been not defending well up to that point and 14 and a half 114 and a half was was low so those are the plays for the night um good night very good night on the board and now we look into tonight which is the Grizzlies in Minnesota Grizzlies are a two and a half point favorite in Minnesota, like I said, over-under is set at 231.5 points. So Grizzlies minus 2.5. Uh, we saw these two these two teams play in Memphis on November 11th. I did not watch the game. That was my wedding day, so didn't get to see that game. But I saw it was 114-103. Went back and watched most of the game. And the Grizzlies did cover that minus 4 spread that was set. So like is normally the case, the rosters are going to be a lot different this go-around than, than even they played, you know, three weeks ago, which is usually in the NBA. You have players in and out of the lineup. Uh, Desmond Bain, that was the last game we saw him play, and he's still out tonight with the toe injury. And then we saw the other night, two nights ago, obviously a very scary injury from Carl Anthony Towns. And if you've heard me or seen my Twitter or anything, I'm probably the, the biggest – Carl Anthony Towns hater out there, but it was good to see that it wasn't an Achilles injury with the mechanism of the injury. I was very scared for a torn Achilles. It looks like he avoided that, and it's just going to be a calf strain or calf injury. So, very good for Carl Anthony Towns to not be out for. An, uh, I mean, for the amount of time that it would have been if it was a Achilles injury, obviously. So, good news there. And I don't really know if this is going to help or hurt the Grizzly or the Wolves because. Obviously, the main thing with, with the Gobert trade is how those two have interacted and then throwing Anthony Edwards into the mix. And we'll talk about Anthony Edwards in a second. But just the dynamic between all those players does not work. So maybe getting Cat out of there, I think they'd all prefer Rudy Gobert to be the one not in uh, rather than Cat. But either way, having one of those players out, I really don't know how it's going to affect the team as a whole. It, it really could help them. Um that's crazy to say, considering Cat's one of the most gifted offensive players in the whole league. But you really never know with, with the way that this Wolves season has gone in general um, and just how they've played. So continuing on with the Wolves and, and how they'll match up tonight, the Wolves are actually worse than the Grizzlies against the spread this season, which is hard to do considering the Grizzlies are like 24th or 25th in the, in the league against the spread. Um, the Wolves are 29th in the league against the spread with a 7-14 and 14 record. And somehow they are even worse at home against the spread. They are covering 27% of their games at home, 3-8 and eight record on the season. So bad defense. They're allowing 116 points per game so far this season. They allowed Kristaps Porzingis to have 41 points in the last two games. The Timberwolves, and we'll talk about this again in a second with the over-under, but the Wolves are averaging... 139.5 points against in their last two games between the Wizards and I believe it was the Warriors was the other team they played. So defense isn't good. Um, I expect the Grizzlies to to honestly destroy the – not destroy, but I expect the Grizzlies to, to easily cover this two-and-a-half-point spread. Even with Carl Anthony Towns, we saw uh, you know three weeks ago that there was really no match for – 
for the Grizzlies and, and the the Wolves have not progressed in the way that people probably expected them to, including me, expected them to going into the season after we what we saw in the playoffs last year. So I like Grizzlies minus two and a half. The over under is set at two thirty one and a half. Last game the over under was two thirty three and a half. It did not hit. I think it, it what it was one hundred and fourteen to one hundred and three. So the game finished with one hundred and seventeen or two hundred seventeen points on the night. Um, I like the over here. I think it will be a bit. It's kind of like the Knicks game where I think the second time they play, it may open things up a bit more. Obviously, Cat uh, being out offensively for the Wolves isn't a good sign in terms of you know who's going to score the ball. But we'll talk about my play game in the second. I think they'll be fine there. Um, in the last two games, like I mentioned before. The Wolves have allowed 139.5 points, and I think the Grizzlies can get to 125 points on their own. And with the other players that we'll talk about, I think that the Wolves can still get like 115, you know, 112, whatever it may be that's going to give us that over. So I like the over 231.5 there um, as my next play for the game. Looking at some player props like we always do, Jaron Jackson Jr. over 19.5 is my next play. So... Carl Anthony Towns, we keep talking about him. He's out. Would normally play the four and defend Jaron. You know, take that what you will. But I think Jaron was not great on offense in that Wolves series last season. We saw that. He only averaged 11 points in the series. But I think that the Wolves just had a very good game plan as a whole against the Grizzlies, besides against Desmond Bain. But they kind of neutralized Jaron and John Morant, um, and Desmond Bain had to pick up the pieces there and kind of had his coming out party. So Jaron Jackson Jr. only had 11 points per game in that series. But this season, he's averaging 19 points per game so far, and the only game he didn't get over 20 was that first game that he came back. He only had seven. Since then, he's at over 20 in every game. He's been extremely aggressive. He's been, honestly, if he would have started the season in this way, he'd be in the all-star conversation. He still could be in the all-star conversation. He didn't really miss that many games, and I think he came back at the right time that he could still get an all-star vote. But either way, Jaron Jackson Jr. over 19.5 points without Desmond Bain in the lineup. Picking up the scoring there, I like Jaron Jackson to get over that 19.5 mark and continue his streak of 20-plus points in a game. So I like that. John Morant over one and a half threes is my next play. He hit zero last game, so kind of looking to, to get back to the mean, get back to the averages here. He shot 10 threes the game earlier this month against the Wolves. That's the second most he's taken so far this season. The other game was against the Boston Celtics. He had 12 um, he's averaging a little under two made threes so far this season at 37% shooting. I like him to get back into his shooting form tonight. Obviously, like I said before, no threes in the last game against the Knicks, so I expect him to to hit two. Um, he only hit this mark once against the Wolves last season in the playoffs, but we've seen that he's progressed every season as you know a shooter and as a three-point shooter specifically. So, I think it's hard to to focus on any John Morant stats from last year when it comes to shooting because he just worked on it all summer and got significantly better. So John Morant over one and a half threes I like. Um, Next, and honestly, I'm looking at this. Right now I have Anthony Edwards over 25 and a half as my play of the game, but then I'm also looking at the Memphis team total over 116 and a half for a play of the game. But I'm going to stick with my guts here. I'm going to go Anthony Edwards over 25 and a half points as my play of the game for the night. Again, no no Carl Anthony Towns takes more scoring 
puts more of a scoring pressure on Anthony Edwards, which I think he's completely fine with. Um, he's kind of been the guy that's been the biggest disappointment, I would say, so far this season for the Wolves. Um, he was my pick for most improved player. We saw in the playoffs just how great he could be. Um, and I expected him to take you know the next jump, and he hasn't really done that. He's had some good games, but then the clips come out about you know him with his hands on his hips the whole game or whatever it may be. Um, seems to be a lot of issues maybe off the court with him and, and different players, whether it's Rudy and, and how that, that whole dynamic works with Rudy kind of clogging the paint and uh, Ant like like to get in and, and score the basketball around the rim. So with all that being said, over 25 and a half, no Carl Anthony Towns. I like that a lot. He had 28 in the last game against the Grizzlies. Um, he had 29 in his last game that he played against the Wizards. So he seems to be stepping up the scoring with that, that needed – um, ask of him to score the ball. I like the over 25 and a half points. And I'll, I'll keep it as my play of the game. I'll be very upset if that doesn't hit and the team total 116 and a half does hit. But that's just how it goes. Um, but, I mean, if you're looking for a good play and you don't like the Anthony Edwards one, and we'll talk about the team. We'll just get right into the team total now, 116.5. I think Grizzlies, they've gone over that total in the last two, and the Wolves' defense isn't anything great either. So if you, you don't like the... Anthony Edwards won. I like the Memphis team total, 116.5, probably just as much, if not more. But I'll stick to my guts here and go with the 25.5 points. So last play for the night is John Morant under 30.5 points. Maybe tough to hear. That doesn't mean he's going to have a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. Obviously, he didn't hit that mark uh, against the Knicks and had one of his best games of the season with the triple-double. I expect something similar tonight just because Rudy Gobert does – clog the paint and and he is a force in terms of players who like to drive the basketball score around the rim so i think it's another game that john morant distributes the ball um his over under assist is at eight and a half so i like that but i just didn't really want to put it in here in case he gets eight or seven um but i do think jock you know drives the basketball meets gobert at the rim is able to kick it out to open shooters um so i like the under 30 and a half here we saw in the, the playoff series last year, obviously, he there wasn't a great playoff series in terms of scoring um, from a John Morant's perspective. So they seem to play him well and in terms of stopping him from scoring the ball. I would not shock me if he gets 30 points on the mark tonight and the half point saves the underbetters, which on this, this occasion I am. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be a grind. Um, obviously, if he hits the over, I, I don't put enough on, on a play like this to where if he were to hit the over – it would crush me because, you know, long, before anything else, I am a Grizzly fan, and if John Morant goes for 60 points, I don't want it to be something that, you know, ruins my night. So, John Morant over 30 and a half points, last play for the night. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys. I really appreciate all the support, as I always say. It's been a great, great run so far this season, and I look forward to continuing it. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at GrizzBearBets. We have a lot of, you know, I'll live tweet the game sometimes. I won't be able to live tweet the start of the game tonight, but I should be able to live tweet the second half. Um, so we have you know live plays there. Also, I'll you know after the game finishes, I'll post how my my picks do as well. Make sure to follow my personal Twitter at ChaseBob at nine for Grizzly related content. Um, just kind of more general reactions. Then also, if you happen to be a soccer fan, um, World Cup has been my, my main thing I've tweeted about on that account. Um, so, you know, for those who don't know, I played college soccer. Soccer is kind of my main sport. So 
any World Cup um, analysis you want, make sure to follow me there. There, And then also make sure, to, as always, to follow the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN Grizzlies for all the written content, all the, uh, the podcast that Grizzly Bear Blues does have to offer. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. And then we will be back for the next game that the Grizzlies have to play, which is going to be on the... Friday the 2nd, which is against the Philadelphia 76ers. So I will see you guys then. Thank you. Have a good one.